Mars is frigid, rusted, and haunted. We can't stop looking at it. And why is this in the sky inspires imagination? A series of discoveries refreshed our journey from the red planet. By Dennis Overby. There it was, glowing red on the dashboard of the sky like an astrological warning light next to the full blue moon Friday. Mars. It was calling brightly at a cross, terrified that million miles of space. A gulf humans have yearned to cross for as long as they have known that the lights the sky are places. This week is the closest it has been to Earth in 15 years. That yearning has not been refreshed. In fact, it ever went away. By the discovery of a 12-mile white lake under the southern ice cap on Mars by the European Space Agency Mars Express Orbiter. And was is for the interplanetary dreamers. Microbes are known to inhabit similar lakes on Earth, and so who knows? Could little Martian books be swimming around down there under a mile of ice that keeps the cosmic rays, the cosmic rays out, of, out and keeps the Martian water liquid? Mars has always been the backyard of our imaginations, the place we might we might want die life, life or from where the, from where invaders would come and fly in saucers to enslave us and steal our water. Our robots have already crossed, crossed that space again and again. It is not crazy in astrobiology circles that those days to hold the opinion that the life that now envelopes Earth started on Mars and then some pilgrim microbe was brought here on a random asteroid. We know now that the sky is an endless cover belt with cosmic riffraff shuffling debris from planet to planet, even star to star, as personified by Omar Mua, the wandering comet from outside our solar system that cruised brightly through the planet last winter. In the fullness of time, everything gets everywhere. We could, we could all be Martians, then, which could help explain the same lineless lure of the red planet. The dream of the exile to return to what my own have been eating. Elon Musk has said he wants to die there, but he is not ready to go there quite yet. I grew up terrified as well as curious about the place after I saw the previous of invaders from Mars. The film show above my age seeing a flying saucer go under a hillside after which the dumb people, including his parents, were kidnapped and turned into robots. My parents never let me see the whole movie. It paid homage to a, homage to a part of a mytholo- mythology that dated to the beginning of the century of Mars being a dying of a dying civilization of super smart beings, little green men, men incurred by canals bringing water from the poles. Those visions sprang from a misunderstanding of the work of the Italian astronomer Giovanni Spagelli who in 1877 saw his long, thin lines he called canali, channels in Italian, lacing the surface of Mars. Percival Lowell, a socialite and astronomer, took the notion seriously and proceeded to map what he thought were cities and canals on the planet. All that good science fiction melodrama vanished when spacecraft, spacecraft images showed the, showed the real planet cratered and dust blown. So here are a few hard facts. Mars is about half the size of Earth, so gravity, 
gravity is weaker there, only a third that what is on earth and so you could jump higher, that is if you could take a breath. The Martian atmosphere is mostly carbon dioxide and there's, by, and there's barely, very little of it anyway. The pressure is less than 1% of air pressure here. Temperatures on the ground range from 86 degrees Fahrenheit to minus 190 below. A day there is 24 hours, 39 minutes and 35 seconds long and a year is 687 Earth days. Mars is red because it is rusty. Martian dust is full of, is full of iron ions. It is, as a child brochure would say, a land of dramatic contrast, with the solar system's biggest, biggest volcano, Olympia Mons, 15 miles high, and the longest canyon, Valles Marañeros, 2,500 miles long and 4 miles deep. As far as we know, it is inhabited mostly by our robots, like the rovers and the vikings we have sent there, and the great catch of lost landers. Some 45 space missions, not all of which made it, have been launched towards Mars by humans. There are five on the docket, including efforts by China and the United Arab Emirates, Emirates planned for the summer of 2020. If anybody else has been interested, if there, if there is anything like a Nali knife or, or one of those monolith, monoliths, monoliths, monoliths from 2001, a space odyssey sitting on a rock somewhere, we wouldn't necessarily have found it yet. Out of all, out of all, all this exploration, a new story has emerged, equally haunting. It is of a planet once pledged by oceans and carved by swiftly from rivers, a world worn long ago by an atmosphere. But something happened and Mars looked its sparkling waters and its air. Now there are only the naked shorelines, empty filaments of true tears, silent drugs, and occasional good spots on cliff sides. If there was ever life here, the story goes and the story goes it did, died, or went underground. In, instead of a little green man, we are looking for microbes, which is okay with me. I can lonely easily and maybe microbes will be what basis for cosmic company. The Vikings, which landed on Mars in 1967-66, were famously designed to look for life in the Martian soil, and scientists still argue about whether, whether one of the four experiments actually got a positive result. <clears throat> Since then, any whiff of evidence of for Martian life, past or present, has stirred the public and perhaps congressional enthusiasm for the space agency budget. In 1996, scientists said that said they had detected the fossils of microbes in a meteorite from Mars in a news conference that came complete with a statement from President Bill Clinton, but few scientists accepted, accepted it. In June, the Curiosity rover confirmed that there there are a small amount of methane periodically emitted into the atmosphere in Gale crater, crater where it spins its time. On Earth, on Earth, a lot of methane comes from biological activity, like coast burping, but pure geological process can also make it. The newly discovered underground lake, if it's confirmed by further 
observations is just the latest in this spread of whole signs that we might have neighbors out there somewhere. Lately, much excitement about extraterrestrial life has been in the outer solar system where many of the moons of Jupiter, Saturn, and the other gas giants found to be ocean worlds hiding in their shells of ice. Some of them, like Jupiter's Europa and Saturn's Enceladus, seem to be squirting salty plumes of water and perhaps microbes out into space. NASA is planning a probe to Europa and many astrobiologists have been pushing for a ride through the sprays to through, through, the, through the sprays of Enceladus for, or for a mission to send drones to explore the methane me, to, me, uh, to explore the methane lakes of Titan, Saturn's biggest, biggest moon. Nobody really knows what alien life would look like or what it would require. As Jill Tartar of the SETI Institute in Mountain View, California, who has spent her whole, her whole life looking for E.T., likes to say, we only, know one of the, one, we only know of one example of life in the universe, that is the mean blooming complex web of DNA based on organisms or on Earth. We are looking for number two, she said. We still don't know how or she or how, how or why life started on Earth or how prevalent is it in the universe. universe. It is an article for faith among astronomers and hopeful astro, astrobiologists that, given the right conditions, life will find a way. In the next 50 years, we will probably know whether Darwin's test tube produced another result in our neck of the cosmos in our own solar system. Missions to Mars have been hidden off every two years for decades now. We won't know for sure about Mars until somebody walks and drills on it. I used to think I would never live to see humans even back on the moon, but that was before space ex- began to do things with rockets coming back and landing tail first that I only that I had only seen in all science fiction movies. We might not find monoliths or a neuron alien iPhone. We might only find dead microbes or fossil imprints of them. But even that would be exciting to know that to know that nature had tried before. Well if they are alive, whatever they turns out, out to mean, then a kind of spiritual and intellectual reckoning will be on us. Depending on how well or familiar those alien creatures are, we might have to decide whether our allegiance is DNA-based organisms or something even broader. And we might have to decide whether microbes or entire potentials have rights. If we decided to engage in the ultimate imperialist project, we would try to make Mars habitable for humans by heating the planet to melt the ice caps and release carbon dioxide, a greenhouse gas from then and then rolled soil. The result would be a thick atmosphere that would keep things warm and wet, affecting intentional climate change. This was the subject of, this was the subject of an interactive exhibit at the American Museum of Natural History, History seven years ago, in which visitors could choose train bombs on the Martian surface, paint the ice caps black or plant the world with Halloween smoke stacks, which I did gleefully. 
but trying to make Mars habitable for humans would take centuries, if not millenniums, and might not work, according to a report published on Monday in Nature Astronomy. Using data obtained by 20 years of orbital and rover reconnaissance, Bruce Jakubski of the University of Colorado, Boulder, and Christopher Edwards of Northern, Northern Arizona University in Flashback concluded that there is not enough carbon dioxide presently on the planet to sink in the atmosphere and warm it more than about 30 degrees Fahrenheit, 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Terraforming Mars, they concluded, will need technologies well beyond our current grasp. We have centuries, if not millennials, to sort this all out, as we must. Everything we know about geology and astronomy tells us that Earth will someday become uninhabitable. If the arc of cosmic history does bend back to our planet, we could one day find ourselves in the metaphorical shows of a manic portrait in Ray Bradbury's classic The Martian Trekkies. They had fled nuclear war on Earth in a stolen rocket and take up life among the ruins of the old vanished Martian civilization. To make up for the disruption, Dad offers to show his son a Martian. He takes him down to a canal. They look in the water and say their own reflections.